Lawson. And hello to everybody listening. My name is Mike. That's Joe. I live in the San Francisco Bay Area. Joe lives in LA. We have been friends for over 15 years. And every single week we call one another and we catch up. Yes, we do, Mike Lawson. Yes, we do. And sometimes we record it, but it sounds like seriously like... Did you listen to the audio at all? No. Why would I? Yeah, it's awful. <laughs> it's awful. It, like, it, was the, it, it was sad because I feel like it was the best episode we've ever recorded. Ever mm. in the history of the show. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and there was all this like screeching like over it. So last week we put out an episode with just Alexis calling us because mm-hmm. um, the audio in the beginning didn't go so well. Um, but I'm glad to catch up with you this week. And I do want to tell you, Joe, we have to keep it kind of short because my friend Daniel is calling us soon and he's going to discuss with us episodes 176 to 200. Oh, Daniel. Oh, that's great. Um, do me a favor. When he calls in, uh huh, make sure to ask him like uh, I don't know, I can't think of what. <laughs> <laughs> cool joke, Joey. Um, hey, Joe. So I have one story I want to tell you, but I also I'm I have a new story that I've been sitting on, and I know we're kind of we were gonna just do some personal stories because Daniel's calling, but I yeah. do want to get this new story in. Oh, uh, a new story. Wow. Yeah. Uh, but listen to this first. Um, I've been reading a lot, and my office is actually right next to the San Francisco Public Library, so mm-hmm. it's v- super convenient. I do kind of worry that I'm like just all I'm doing is bringing bed bugs into my house, though, when I carry these books in. Okay. Um, but anyway, I've been reading a lot, probably like a book a week almost, mm-hmm. and uh, reading a lot on the train during my commute. It gives me a good. Uh, excuse not to make eye contact or interact with other people. Mm-hmm. And have you ever heard of Goodreads, the website Goodreads? Yeah, it's some sort of like social media reading thing, right? Like you post, I read this book, and then people like, yeah, yeah, what, t- yeah tell me more yeah. about it. Basically, you kind of, ta- you have different, I guess, bookshelves is what they call them mm-hmm. uh, on your account. And then you could put books like, I want to read these books, or I have read these books, or you can just set up those kind of shelves, and it's very social, so I could see what my friends are reading, what they want to read. Um, they can make comments on books that I've read, et cetera, et cetera. Okay? Mm-hmm. So they, and they also have, like, a, like I guess, book news, literature news. So, like, you know, when books win awards or whatever, like, you'll see those kind of come up in the feed, and you... Um, th- that's pretty much the gist of it. Mm-hmm. So when I see books there that I want to read... I just go right to the public library's website and I put them on reserve and then they email me when they're ready for me. Well, can and I ask so you a question? Even... Yeah. Cuz there was a time when I was going to the library a lot and I would see people would have like reserved books waiting for them. How yeah. long would you say it takes to get a book? Oh, it so depends. So here's the thing though. I don't really kind of browse the library. I just go to the library's website, say I want to read this book, put it on reserve. Sometimes the book is sitting in the library and somebody will go get it and put it on the reserve shelf for me. Mm-hmm. So I don't even have to like find books anymore. So that's one thing I do. But then there's other times where like, um, 
this uh, Fire and Fury, um, the book that Michael, what's his name? <laughs> Wolf? Is that right? Sure. Um, so this book about the um, Trump White House, I put myself on the waiting list for that book, mm-hmm. right? Like before it even was published. And I was like number 440. On Whoa. Oh my yeah. goodness. But I, I got it actually relatively quickly. Um, so I did read that. So, so some books take a really long time to get. Other books are, you know, really quick. It all depends. It depends on how many copies they have and how many people are currently um, uh, on the list in front of you. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I mean, some of them, um, I don't even remember putting on the list. For example, ah, good segue. Uh, months ago, I put this book on my list called Only Child, mm-hmm. which I saw on Goodreads. It won some award or I read a review. I don't remember, but I reserved it. Mm-hmm. And I went and picked it up uh, towards the end of last week, which uh, is the week of Valentine's Day. And Joey, this novel that I picked up is a, it's fiction, but it's a story about a school shooting. Oh. And you might remember... Last week, mm-hmm. the, the Marjorie Stoneman Douglas shooting was like two days before I started reading this book, which was just kind of strange because I consume a lot of news and the details of that shooting in Florida were kind of getting like confused with the details of this fictitious shooting in the book. Mm-hmm. Like like in the book, the, um, the gunman the guy who like went in the school and shot it up, he posted to Facebook before the shooting about kind of like why he was doing it. And then I was watching the news and at like one point I found myself thinking like he said why he did this in Facebook. Like, do you get oh, me? Oh like, yeah. I, yeah. I, you I were, you were blurring like, them. You're blurring the, the stories together. Yeah. Yeah. Like that happened in real life and it didn't anyway. So that was a, a coincidence. I'll, also, I finished the book. It was not that good. Mm-hmm. It had like, this isn't a book review show, but it would be like, mommy says the bad. Oh, it was told through the perspective of a six-year-old, mm-hmm. by the oh, way. Oh, God. And, and so, so the six-year-old was talking? Like, the whole time. Entire oh, book. Yeah. Oh, no. Mommy, no, says, mommy no. says the bad man came to my school because he can't come back. Oh, that sounds dead. awful. This sounds awful. Mommy says dead can't be scary anymore. Oh, my God. This is awful. <laughs> but I know ghosts can be scary. Oh. <laughs> So this is just mommy trying to make me feel better. Oh, this is awful. This is awful. It it, it was pretty bad. I mean, it was in, it was interesting enough that I finished it, right? But anyway, that's actually not my story. So I get on Bart the other day and I sit down and I'm um still this is when I'm still reading the only child book. Mm-hmm. Um and I sit next to this guy. He's like tall, white, um like blonde facial hair, but like like not a lot of facial hair, just like peach fuzz, and mm-hmm. then like blonde eyelashes, just blonde. Every he's blonde, 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 right? Mm-hmm. And I sort of get douchey vibes from him, kind of right away. Um, and we're situated, so like he's sitting by the window, and I'm on the aisle. Okay, mm-hmm. and I sit down, I open up the book, start reading, and before we even reach the first stop, he leans over and he's like, "What are you reading?" And I. I just don't talk to me people don't talk on bart maybe you say like excuse me this guy does not know i know but so i show him the cover he's like what are you reading i just show him the cover don't say a word and i go back to reading right Mm -hmm. and if we pause right here 
let's say you want to have a conversation. Let's say that's your goal. If somebody responds by doing that, doesn't that kind like my body language? Isn't that a sign that I don't want to chat? Yes. Okay. So this guy didn't pick that sign up. <laughs> and I show him the cover and then he says, what's it about? And I'm like, first, it's like a day or two after this Valentine's Day shooting. Mm-hmm. And I want to be like, I'm reading a book about a shooting. I don't know. It just like, first of all, I don't want to talk to this guy. Second of all, I don't want to talk to this guy about a school shooting and gun violence. And then third, I don't want to talk to this guy about school shooting and gun violence on a crowded train. Like there's nothing about this that I'm liking. So I say (laughs) kind of mumble, but I'm like a school shooting. And then he asked me, oh, when does it take place? Uh And Yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) You know, he knew it'd be uh, in about two seconds. (laughs) No. Uh, So the book never like actually says when it takes place, but like there are smartphones and somebody was watching Dora the Explorer. So like, I know it happens like, uh, you know, around now, but I don't know exactly. So I was going to say something like, I don't know exactly when it takes place but it's contemporary or something, but I was kind of struggling to figure out how to articulate that. But before I could finish the thought, so I said, I didn't know, I don't know when it takes place and I'm thinking of how to finish that. He's like, Oh, so it could be the 1800s. <laughs> and he's like, just giving me a hard time. He's like, how do you know? Why is he so like, concerned you don't even, with you? I know. He's like, you don't even know when your book is set. I'm like, fuck him. First of all, like I made it very clear. I don't want to talk to you. And then he's, like forcing himself into my space and challenging me. Mm-hmm. And, I don't know. And then involuntarily, I sort of made like a face like I ate something sour. Like mm-hmm. just fuck this guy is what was going through my head. And I was ready to kind of say something like leave me alone <laughs> or something like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I would have said. Um, but we, I just went back to reading. And I, to be honest, I wasn't reading much because I was thinking like if he says one more word, I have to say this or I have to do this, right? Yeah. And I can see in my peripheral vision, he's just staring at me. Like he's <gasps> like staring me down or something. Like he wants a fight. <laughs> Is this not really weird right now? No, but hold on like, for a second. I have breaking news. What happened? Breaking news. Decapitated headless man's body found floating in the San Francisco Bay. More tonight at 11. And I do know, like, you make fun of me being a a psychopath and all that. But, like, I do feel justified in this. Like, I almost feel like it was, like, high school bully kind of feelings that I had. And I wasn't bullied often or, like, I didn't have intense bullying. But, Mm -hmm. like, I was a little gay kid. And, you know, and some of them were also little gay kids themselves that were trying to throw it on me instead of taking it themselves. But, Mm -hmm. Like, I I do have feelings of, like, getting kind of pushed around and people trying to assert some sort of control over me that they don't deserve. It was very bizarre, though. And I I don't... You really don't know when your book is set? Like, if we were at a bar, I would have thought he was drunk because it was just, like, too aggressive for the situation we were in, right? I think the problem is that you look nice. Like, no one's talking to me. You know, I sit in the I sit on the subway, and no, people are actively staying away from me because they're like, "Think I'm going to molest their kid, or I, I'm going to steal something from them." So, um, that's what I think the problem. That, that's what I think the difference is: is that you look nice, people know. think you're approachable. And meanwhile, they don't know you're a killer. 
but Joey, it's not over though. So oh. I'm sitting there. I'm re- I just go back to reading. Um, but right, pretty much right after he said that, I don't know when my book is set, which I didn't say. Um, he's just such a dick. Um, he said something like, "If you don't know anything about it, why do you want to read it?" Oh God! <laughs> like he just wanted to fight, so I just didn't reply. He had a death and, wish. Yeah, I don't know. He. I didn't want him to allow him to just assert control. So, I don't so know. how did it end? So we rode in silence for a little bit. We kind of are approaching. He got off at the first stop in Oakland, so we didn't sit together. But maybe twenty minutes, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, packed, packed train. Um, he uh, oddly just like stares at me every once in a while. I don't know. It was bizarre and when we get to his stop he's like can you let me out and i say gladly and then he got up and walked out of the train (laughs) bart brings out the worst of me but i think that i responded appropriately even though i feel a little psychopathy (laughs) Mm, no i wouldn't that's not to me your sociopathic tendencies aren't right there i think that's just more like your uh your misanthrope more coming out where you just don't want anyone to talk to you or be, be, you don't want to be bothered with anybody but like i said you have people are often mistaken because of your voice or the way you look that you're uh like uh, a friendly person who wants just random strangers to chat with you and uh, i do and you know what you can find me on goodreads i'm at mr mike lawson i think um or just search mike lawson you'll find me but don't uh, ask him when the book is set I would love to connect with you, chat about our the books we read. Oh God, it would be so fun. Yeah, but then what's there, going on with a, you, Joey? There's a disconnect there. You know, I've been uh, uh, staying with my parents uh, fairly recently, mm-hmm. and of course, is horrible news for me, but uh, great news for the podcast. <laughs> That's all. I'm... <laughs> because sacrifices we all make sacrifices yeah yeah yeah. hopefully it ends sooner rather than later but you know um is uh i uh like for instance the other day i went downstairs to make breakfast and my you know my parents are all sorts of different like bible studies you know and whatnot at the house no 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 they they, they need to go to the bible studies but uh okay uh i went downstairs and they were like reading to each other like you know they were just like just reading from the bible you know, okay. like you know, yeah. an evil animal has devoured him. Joseph is without torn. And I'm all like, "What are you? What are you guys doing?" They're like, we're doing our homework. I'm like, homework for Bible study. And they're like, yes, Joey, yes, we have homework for Bible study. I'm all, uh, okay. Well, I can make breakfast later. No, you should stay. You should stay because maybe you'll learn something. Maybe you'll pick something up finally. And I go, okay, whatever. So my mom starts reading, and she's like, um. Judah saw there was a daughter of a certain Canaanite whose name was Shua. He took her and went into her. She conceived and bore a son and named him Ur. She conceived again and bore a son and she named him Onan. And I go, you see, I may not be the most religious person, right? But I did go to Catholic high school. I know my Bible, right? Okay. Did she pronounce words wrong? No. I go, oh, I know where this fucking shit is going. I go, you know what? I better leave. Oh, why? Are you afraid? Are you afraid Jesus is going to strike you down right now? I'm like, no, I just think I should leave right now. I don't know why you need to leave. Why don't you just stay here? I'm like, okay. I don't know what happens next. What yeah, happens well, then she, next? Goes, she goes, she goes, she goes, she goes, she goes, then Judah said to Onan, 
Sleep with your brother's wife and fulfill your duty to her as a brother-in-law to raise up offspring for your brother. But Onan knew that the child would not be his, so whenever he slept with his brother's wife, he spilled his semen. Joey, I think... And I go, what? No, keep reading. Keep reading. This is for your Bible study. I might learn something. He spilled his semen on the ground to keep from providing offering. Joey, this is... And and she got really mad. She goes, you knew. And I go, no, I told you I wanted to leave the room. And you insist I stay. And they're like, you're just a a big troublemaker. It's you. Yeah. Oh, no, it's always me. He's a fucking asshole. He didn't say that part. But... Yeah, so this is going to be a barrel of, you know, just even today, right? Even today, my parents were going to go to some doctor's appointment or something like that, right? This is very Betty Batanz. This is so Betty Batanz, classic Betty Batanz. She says to me, can you do me a favor? I'm going to be making breakfast for your father. Could you cut, could you dice the potatoes for me? And then I'm all, wait, am I making the potato? No, no. Okay, I'm making them. And I'm like, all right, what do you need? Just dice the potatoes, put them in a pot, put them in some water. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna boil them. But then when they're done, can you can you drain them? I go. You've literally done nothing. <laughs> you, you've literally you've done zero. You've done she zero. boiled them. Yes, you've done zero in this in this scene. Like whatever, Joe. If you can't help me, then fine. Which I did it, but it was just like just own up to it. And sure. say, yeah, own up to it and say that, but do you that think I'm that boiling f- potatoes like, for you. Just say, like, that fight is, like, how is owning up to it solving anything? Like, just say, can you Allowing your mom to, to think she helped to do, make the potatoes, how does that hurt? I don't know. It just bugs me. <laughs> just own it. She did things like that for you when you were eight all the time. And now it's your turn. Yesterday, my brother um, text messaged me. And he's uh-huh. there was a, a news story about um, some nursing home that were they they're being charged with like murder or something like that. Uh, the only story I wanted to tell you. Oh, you have okay, okay. I want, I want to no, want no, to, no, no, I'm joking. Oh, okay. I'm joking. <laughs> no, I would let you do the story. That would some some stories about a, a, a nursing home charged with murder or something like that, right? Okay. He goes, imagine if mom was involved in this, we would never stop hearing about it, right? So then I say, like quoting my mom, I'm like. This reminds me of my friend David who got fat and had a heart attack because a woman lit a cigarette and she spontaneously combusted, right? And my brother goes, I can't tell if that's a real story or not. And I go, I'm going to make you do mom roulette. Okay, I go, you can ask mom, that's real. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pose it to you, Mike Lawson, too. I'm gonna, if you ask my mom if it's real, if, if, it's, if it's not real, she's going to go, yeah, Joey's dumb he's just being funny right <laughs> or if it's real then you have to hear the one hour story <laughs> of whether it's true so here's my question to you was that a real did i make that story up or is it a real story <laughs> our parents are so alike our mothers are so alike i don't know i'm so i'm guessing flipping a coin and saying it is real she it thought is, it was real. It didn't know it's a real story about okay. she was trying to tell me about how, it was actually related to Fox News about how Fox News um uh shapes stories, you know, and they they leave out important facts, you know. This is the, the one difference between my mom and your mom and mom, my mom's a democrat. Yeah. And how Fox News leaves out important facts. And so the yeah. point was like her friend David who was gay, she needs to tell me. 
um, was really thin, but then he got really fat and had a heart attack because a woman lit a cigarette and spontaneously combusted, and it was in the news, and they failed to mention that the woman um, had been warned not to smoke in her room or something. <laughs> and... <laughs> Well, this reminds me, the thing is, when you're talking when you're talking to my mom, it should tell you, like, the most boring story about how the director of nurses didn't fill out the certain yeah. forms or something. But in the middle, there is a gem. So you did, I remember one time, I remember one time she told me a boring story. Like, it was the most boring, like, like I wanted to claw my eyes out. Yeah. And you find yourself tuning out. Oh, yeah. So then, like, oh. all of a sudden, you're like, wait a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what did what you happened. just say? Yeah, because what happened in this one was... This is when she worked in a building that had like four or five stories. Yeah. She goes, and can you believe this director? Nurse, I wanted to. She, she told like twenty minutes of about like a form she didn't fill out or something, right? <laughs> I mean, she was not good, Joey. Like, she, you know that they had a man who tried to kill himself, and he jumped out of a building. <laughs> Sorry, I'm still laughing. And he lived, but he had like in a full body cast. And the nurse put him in a bed right outside a window on the third floor, and he like. In a body cast, and he um, like Jumped like off again. Yeah, he like went uh, uh, and just like, <laughs> <laughs> and oh then just God. like basically like grunted his way off the bed and fell off the third floor and died. If there's a will, there's a way. Yeah, but that was then she goes anyway. There's this form ten twenty six, and I'm like, no, 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 stop, 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 stop. What? Blue ink, Joey. She knows we're supposed to use black yeah. ink. Yeah, I'm all no. What about the part about the guy who? He was in the body cast, and he like nudged himself <laughs> off his bed to kill himself again on the third floor. And she goes, "Oh, that story's boring." And I was like, "No, no, yeah. no, that's the good. That's the good story. You don't get that part. That's the part that's good." Anyway, what else is going on with you? Uh, well, no, I want to relate to this. So okay, my good. mother mm-hmm. is similar. Um, you're right; she has different political views. But um, my nephew is actually living with them um, right now mm-hmm. in Phoenix mm-hmm. uh, or near Phoenix, and, and he has a podcast other, with you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the other day, I got a text from him, and he's like, "I don't want to get into it too much with her, but can you just clear something up for me?" <laughs> <laughs> when somebody stole your uh, social security number, do you know for sure that it was an illegal immigrant that moved here just so they could live as you? <laughs> like, he's living in it. I could just feel, like, the frustration. And he's like, I don't want to ask her if that's true because then, you know, that opens up that can of worms. It's just, I feel for him. Well, I have a story um, I to tell you off the air that's similar to that. But it has nothing to do with my parents. Nothing, that's why I have to tell it off the air. It has nothing to do with I don't mind selling my parents up the river. It's someone else's someone parents. Else. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so anyway, what um, else go with you? I want to tell you a story about friend of the show, Marilyn Hartman. Mary Hartman, 66. Mary Hartman, Mary Hartman? She's a woman who's an notorious... I don't... Mary Hartman, Mary Hartman. What is that? That is like a joke that only like Auntie Vera Charles is going to get. It, it's a, it was an old TV show. Well, you probably made this joke before then because we've talked about Mary Hartman plenty of times. She's a woman mm-hmm. notorious for stowing away on commercial airplanes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. So uh, recently, um, this year, she's made it past two TSA agents uh, at O'Hare International, International Airport. Mm-hmm. And she hit her face with her hair and got through uh, TSA checkpoint somehow with no ticket. And she stayed... Oh, she, oh, and then she flew to... London, and at London they were like, uh, "Would they check your papers and everything?" And they're like, "Who? Like, no, t- 
turned around. So then they sent her back to Chicago where she was arrested. But do you, do you believe this lady's still doing this? Get, so wait, wait, wait. She so she made it to London. Yeah, she made it all the way to London, and then when they check your like uh, immigration papers mm-hmm. and stuff, whatever that checkpoint is mm-hmm. called, like customs or whatever. Got, sure, she oh, got caught there, and they sent her back. Um, so now she faces a felony theft charge in connection, I guess, with stealing the flight oh, without a plane ticket, oh. and a misdemeanor trespass charge in connection with getting into the airport illegally. And she basically got released on her own recognizance. That's a hard word for me. For now, she has to go under psychiatric treatment, and she has to stay away from O'Hare and British Airway planes. But I feel that... She also, she also has an ankle monitor. This is a joke because she's a flight risk. <laughs> <laughs> no, but has anyone interviewed her why she does this? No, I think she's not. Like, I think there's, like, a psychiatric problem right like mm-hmm. i don't know i'm i mean i would guess but like what but i mean but, not, but even the crazy people have like an in- internal logic and how do you think she gets through do you think that she's white i'm not even being funny she is, she is white no she's totally white she's a white old lady yeah she's not the type of she doesn't look like somebody who is like up to no good she looks like she's on her way to see her grandkids mm-hmm. do you know what i mean like yeah she looks past the point in her life where um she's up to this but um i just sent you her picture she i mean i think she's not being interviewed because she's just like kind of keeping to herself and is kind of a nuts is you know in her own head Mm -hmm. that's my guess but i I would just love to know what her logic is yeah 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 i remember her yeah yeah now that i see her picture i remember her mary hartman mary hartman yeah louise lasser starred in that show i've never seen it it's no the show. She's they're calling her basically a serial stowaway. Um she has three mis- How does she get a convictions seat? for similar crimes. Yeah, that's the thing. She like and also how does she get a seat? Yes. But oh, I I can't tell you the last time I was on a flight that wasn't overbooked. And also <laughs> Do you like know what I mean? also like there's no paper tickets anymore, but I feel that there's something you have to they they check it right before you go in. I mean, there's so many steps yeah. you have to go through. There's paper tickets, and they, uh, I mean, there's also an app a lot of people use for most airlines, but they scan something. Every person scans on the way in, so I don't really get how they do it either. Did they realize, they didn't figure it out until she got off the plane in London? She got all the way to London. She just sat in an empty seat. She got, I'm guessing, meal service. Isn't there meal service on the way to London? Yeah. There would have to be, right? Do you think so, it's part yeah. of it is the thrill, like of her trying to get away with it, like it of getting be, yeah. caught, maybe? Like there's some sort of sickness, mm-hmm. and maybe she's just addicted to this. Yeah, that could be it. That could be it. Mm-hmm. Um. So Mary Hartman, see you soon. See you soon, Mary Hartman. Uh, Mary Hartman. Do you got anything else going on with you? Um. Another story about my family. So my grandma is. Um. You know she's in, she has dementia right now. You know. Mm-hmm. And uh, so my mom has been having her come to the house, and, what my, and this is actually very smart. You know, my mom's experience in the in you know elder care comes in handy sometimes. And so oh, she right. um, brings my grandma, and then she like it's going to sound like she's putting my grandma to work. She's not. She just like comes up with like very like simple kind of the way when I when I bake with my nieces, I actually prep yeah. everything, and then uh-huh. they just do the fun part of like dumping everything in the bowl. 
and make making the cookies. Yeah. And then make them not having like, listen, yeah. I need a quarter teaspoon of uh, salt, you know? Yeah. So my mom does it all. Basically the same thing with my grandma. So sure. my mom's like, you know, Making Joey? her feel useful. She goes, you know, Joey? Because, you know, I'm here, I'm working, you know, I'm starting this nonprofit. And she's like, I think you should take some time off from that. And really spend time with me and your grandma because you know your grandma's not going to be around much longer by the way i've been hearing this for 15 years every time they want me to just see my grandma but anyway yeah but in 15 years you're gonna remember that no 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 i do it right. i did i'm just saying like they, my mom's been killing her in the next year like she's like your grandma may not make it for next christmas and i'm not even joking since the year 2000 <laughs> right okay so yeah um but now she isn't she is she does have dementia now okay and so she goes, but she, she, my grandma still has it, sort of. She just like is like they'll ask you the same question over and over again. Okay, sure. In it and in and out. Like I bet you there's like moments of yeah. really sharp clarity. Yeah. So my mom's like, you know, she has all these really good recipes, and we should get them now and record them while she can still do it, and we'll have her come here and make these recipes. So what she wanted has she was like, we want to get your grandma's empanada recipe. Okay. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, that's good. It's fine. She's like, I'm going to get all the ingredients, and we're going to make it the, that way you can, you like to bake, and then you can learn, too, how your grandma made her yeah. empanadas and stuff like that. I'm like, great. And then you can teach your mom how to do it yeah. or <laughs> do it for her. So <laughs> She'll boil the potatoes. So my mom has all the ingredients laid out. My grandma, she goes and picks up my grandma. They come back. And uh-huh. she, my grandma, I guess, knows what's going on. And so my grandma starts taking, my mom's, like, looking at her phone. <laughs> <laughs> And my grandma's like, and so my grandma just naturally starts taking the flour and just like eyeballing it and dumping some flour in. and then she's like dumping some salt in and some this and the baking soda and baking powder. And my mom like finally turned like she figured out that's what my grandma's and she goes, like, oh, What are you doing? And I go, She's making the empanada. She goes, oh, I want her to use this recipe. And she's looking at her and I'm like, wait, I thought the whole point was that my grandma was gonna like we're going to learn my grandma's us, empanada yeah. recipe. And she goes like, no, there's this recipe I saw online that I want to see this one more. And so she goes, I know i got to dump everything out. My grandma's just like super confused, like looking at me. My mom's like looking at me like, can you believe this old lady? And I was like, this is the, the what? This is the craziest. This old lady. Yeah. So we basically made the empanada my mom found on like uh, that stupid. Pinterest. Yeah, Pinterest. I think that's where she did find it. Uh, my mom's also obsessed with making things from that. Um. What's that one with the homilies on Facebook? Mm, like uh, tasty videos. Yes. Oh, yeah. She loves those tasty videos, which I think everybody gets fooled because they make it look so easy on tasty. And I'm like, yeah, um, that's really like an hour's worth of work. That is yeah. not easy. Yeah. Because they're like, yeah, because they do everything so fast, and it's like all of a sudden there's five pounds of strawberries that have had you know been seeded and yeah. stemmed. I'm like, what? <laughs> You, you know, you're like, uh-huh. no. And then also, it's like weird things that like, you're like, who would ever eat like a chocolate lasagna? Like, I'm just like, I don't know. But she she loves that stuff. She, I've never made one, but I there's no way for me to be able to even estimate how many I've seen. I watch pretty much every single one I scroll past. Some of them don't seem like they would work. I should make one just to see. Come on, good cook. And I'll see how long it takes me. And I'll see what the results are. I'm gonna make one. You know, I'm gonna make one in a few days. Some of them don't have measurements. Yeah, they just like dumb shit. Just like, yeah, yeah. I don't like that. But no. Uh, oh, 
So, someone's calling in. It must be Daniel. Hello. Daniel. Hi, it's hey. Daniel. Hey. How's it going? I'm all right. Good. Daniel, um, are, are we using your last name? What do you go by on the internet? Like, oh, don't use my last name. Okay. So this is our friend Daniel. Um, he's calling in to help us recap uh, episodes 176 to 200. Is that right? Yes. God, it's so long and ago. Joe, I can't are you remember there? those episodes. Oh, good. Can you hear what me? What did you say? I said it's been so long. I can't remember these episodes. Yeah. Um. So you got assigned like the last kind of run of the the recaps that we're doing. Um. So these are the most recent. Um. Tell me, tell me, Daniel. Like, how did you find catching up? So when did you kind of start listening? Well, I'm actually I'm okay. Uh, recapping the last few episodes because I've only started listening to catching oh, up sort of recently. So these were the episodes I was familiar with anyway. Oh, good, cool. I started listening to Drag Race recap. Okay. Uh huh. And then, uh, I guess probably around like 176, decided to. I didn't know. I you know I'd always heard you at the end of every episode advertise all the other podcasts yeah what do you say at the end joe like well at the you end, just tell him the website address or he talks about taylor's podcast which i've never listened to and no, oh, it's about really good, good. Mm. Yeah. no here's the part my co-pilot is award-winning it's so good oh yeah okay <laughs> here's the problem is as the host of rupaul's drag race recap i don't plug my own show so I'll say, like, I go, welcome to the RuPaul's Drag Race Recap Show for Season 9, Episode 4, titled Blah, 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 Blah. My name is Joe Batanz, and I am joined, I don't, I don't want to say, like, from the podcast catching up, you know, so then I'll, but to introduce Taylor, I do. <laughs> sure, 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 sure. Don't you think it'd be weird to be so, like, this is who I am from this? But we, but we plug it at the end. I plug it at the end. Yeah, the you plug it at the end. And so I was just curious to know what catching up was. Oh, so I started listening to that and I really liked that. Thank you. So I listened to probably like four episodes and then I ran out. I I have the kind of job where I listen to podcasts all day. But you ran out. Yeah, I ran because uh, I, I, I listened to like maybe four episodes. So then I went back to election oh. day. So oh. November 2016. And so I had listened to all of those. Mm-hmm. And so now I've gone back to episode one because Whoa. of your because of your last recap episodes. Oh, well, that's well, cool. Well, you're gonna be really bummed on Monday then. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I'll re- tell you what episode I'm on now. I'll tell you. We're replaying episode this is, one. Like it's really weird talking to you guys because, like I say, I you know I work twelve hour shifts mm-hmm. and I listen to podcasts the whole time. Yeah, yeah. And I'm currently on a thirty one. I'm on episode 31. So I've, in the last few days, have listened to 31 episodes of Catching Up, starting from episode one. That makes my stomach hurt. Yeah. (laughs) Really? I I couldn't even. (laughs) And the thing is, like, I, because I'm working when I'm listening, like, I kind of tune in and out. Sometimes I rewind, but mostly it's like, you know, just like banter that's happening while I'm like working on the yeah, computer. Totally. Uh, I'm on the you're show just, like, and I do in that. a room where people are talking and you're listening right, to yeah. the stories. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. So, uh, so, but this, this brings up some good points. So, Daniel, okay. So, so, here's my first question. Okay. But then, okay. because of what you're doing, we're not recording this, are we? Are we doing it? Yeah. No, we're recording right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, we're recording now. Yeah. I thought we were going to do it in like <laughs> two and a half hours. No. 
Oh, Do you okay. have? Are you like comfortable in like sitting down? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Wait a minute. Hold on okay. for a second. Hold yeah. on. Not, a peek behind the curtain here. We said we're gonna play a ringtone, and then we're gonna say, "What did you think that meant?" I thought we were we were rehearsing. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> we don't rehearse shit. No, there's no rehearsing. You've listened to how many hours of us? You think we rehearse? Yeah, do you stuff? think there's rehearsal going on with us? Okay, well, I'll turn on the charm now, I guess. Yeah. Okay, so here's my question. Okay. Okay, so you've listened to uh, the. The last twenty five episodes. What are some general themes? Just, uh, just, just the general overview. Just themes that you've noticed in the past twenty five episodes. But that, but now because of what you're doing, I have a, a follow up question. But what are the themes you've noticed in the past twenty five? Okay, from so we're talking about one seventy six to two hundred now. Yeah, right? just yeah, yeah. But we'll come back to what yeah, you're doing. Okay, here. okay. So, uh, okay, so the cardinal theme of catching up. <laughs> For me, as a new listener, was the breakup with Kim. <gasps> but that's episode one because I broke up with my boyfriend like at almost the exact same moment. <gasps> wow! Oh, really? <laughs> but you know, those aren't in your episodes, right? <laughs> well, that's why I went back to one set. Okay, oh. so that's why I went back to election day. I think it is in the in the episode. Yeah, yeah. well, there's tons of Cameron Brady yeah, yeah, stuff yeah. in one second. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, so go. So tell. So what, but 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 not to make a joke. Tell us. Tell me how you related your life to uh, the tragic events of one Cameron. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. So I was going with someone for two years, mm-hmm. and then they dumped me for a 19 year old. Mm-hmm. So it was like super. I wanted to know all about your specific. Oh, we should tell everyone. By the way, Daniel's seventeen, so that's a <laughs> Wait, Daniel, no, I'm, I'm much old. I'm in my forties. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So. Anyway, so yeah, I was just interested in like people who date um, younger guys and mm-hmm. that appeal, and then. Um, and breakups in general, like, you know, you, and you had said, like, after you broke up with Cam and you were, like, uh, really fascinated by other people's breakup stories. Yeah. And the other thing that was the same was I am pretty good at breakups. Typically, like, I, I can recover within 24 hours. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this last re- breakup was, was, that was not the case. It was kind of brutal. Yeah. So it was like it's just this like lingering like why am I still thinking about this person? Mm-hmm. Um, how can I quickly move on? And I have been kind of serially dating. Now, so yeah, that, that was my question. Where are we now with the ex boyfriend? Like, where are we emotionally with the ex boyfriend? Mine. Yeah, that, that meant like, where mm-hmm. are you emotionally? Well, now he now he's asked for me to come back. Oh, he has. And what is your take yeah. on that? I guess, I mean, like I said, I know it was like something I never really got over. So I'm sort of keen to try that. But we have, as of yet, not had any kind of conversation about what happened, what went wrong, mm-hmm. and, and or whether we're back together. <clears throat> 
Well, you know what's so funny is, uh, oh God, I have to break. Michael, take your headphones off for a second. Okay. <laughs> I'll text you when I'm done. I don't know if you've Wait, do you, are you serious? I don't know. So here, but no, it has nothing to do with anything not. private. It has to do with privacy. It has to do with this episode's technically airing in like the end of February, but okay, but we have yet to record the next real episode. Does that make sense? Oh, okay. Yeah, and yeah, so yeah. there are developments that I have to say, but like, and I have things to say, but like, I won't be talking to Daniel a month. It'll actually make no sense. So. <clears throat> I'll say that uh, I'm not in the same boat, but I know how you feel. Right. Oh, there's been contact with Cameron, maybe, or something. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I gotcha. So, uh, interesting. We're recording this in the past, the way, way past of what people listening's future or current time yes. is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So, uh, this is like a sci fi novel. Basically. I know, really. I don't even know where we are in the time con- con- uh, space continuum. Now, let me ask you this, Dan. Let me go back to my original follow up question. We can revisit this as much as you see fit. But my original question is what you've done that's unique, and I don't think you realize this, is you've listened to the last 25 episodes. But you've also listened roughly a little more to the first 25 episodes. So yeah, how would you exactly. compare those two blocks? You listen to the most recent and the very early ones. Well, it's pretty interesting because in the beginning, you guys are both single and both like checking grinder while you're recording. <laughs> and, uh-huh. you know, talking about like, you know, the flavor of the month episode to episode. Yeah. Times have changed, right? Yeah. That's crazy. But anything like thematically about the show, like do you feel like Mike's meaner, Joe's nicer? Do you feel... uh... (laughs) No, I wouldn't say so. I mean, you've talked a bit about how you were like a showboat in the beginning and it wasn't... Would you agree with that? You know, Taylor's contention. No, I would... Like only the first four episodes, I even would have noticed that. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm on episode 31 now and, and it seems completely like... The same, yeah. Wow. Had there been any favorite moments from the first 25 episodes that you can think of? We're not going to revisit them the way we're revisiting these these 25. Well, I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, you and Mike have both highlighted a few of those, Mm -hmm. um, which is why, you know, I decided to go back to episode one. Okay. Uh, Were there any big ones that we missed? Because, you know, for instance... In a previous episode, because there's things we forget, and, and you know, when we, when we put that first hundred together, I, Mike, I don't know if Mike remembers this. The way we split it up is I, I either took the even ones or the odd ones. I think I took the odd episodes, and Mike took the even ones. Yeah. So we could have oh, missed things. So uh, was there anything that you th- you feel? Oh, that should have been in the in the in the clip episode episode. No, I've never thought that, but I, I've thought like, oh, they spoiled this for me. I know what's going to happen. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. so let's get let's get to the most recent twenty five before we get into the clips that you chose. Were there any? Was there anything in particular you want to mention, or, or anything else? Um, no, I can't think. I can't okay. think of anything. We can revisit. I, I want to get that list up too, though. Um, okay, you pull that list up. But on. the first list, as you pull it up, we happen to know just by uh, being psychics here that uh, the first. A uh, clip that you want to listen to is from episode 177, and it is uh, before we before we play the clip because Mike and I have no idea what's going to happen in the clip. Um, okay. Do you want to uh, set up the clip at all or anything? What we're, what we're uh, talking well, about? Well, it's funny. Uh, 
I have like a, a strange memory for like um like I remember where I was when I listened to this episode oh, and I uh-huh. remember oh, really? like what was happening around and well it was because I was laughing in public. So <laughs> um Do you want to tell us now or after the clip? Oh play the clip. Okay. That phone call? I decided that was the appropriate time to have an over one hour phone call with Whoa. Jordan Darling. And like, Mike, so let me tell you this. He, he and God bless Jordan Darling. He is like the biggest fan of Drag Race Recap, of, of Catching Up. Is Jordan Darling his real name? Yeah, isn't that weird? It's his real name. Yeah. It sounds like a like a a fake podcasting name. Bobby Trendy. Kind of, you know what I mean? Like it yeah. just has like a fake name kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, it does. I'm sure he gets that all the time. So he's super into it in the beginning. He's like, because he has that like Texas accent. He's like, oh, this is so great, y'all. Like, I just, it's weird because I've just been listening to you talk on the on the podcast for all this time. I never thought, I'd never thought I'd have a conversation with Joe Batance on the phone. Of course, this is totally feeding, feeding yeah. my ego. I'm like, sure. oh, well, you know. He's like talking to a celebrity, talking to me on the phone. Some like, people t- use drugs. Joe just likes talking to Twinkie boys. Yeah. I give him compliments. <laughs> yes. If you're a Twinkie boy who gives it, he's like, at one point he goes, how old do you think I am? And I, cause I knew he's a grad student. So he's a grad student. I'm like, I don't know, 25, 26. He goes, I'm 22. And I'm like, oh, well, you just happen to be in the right age group. Hi, Jordan, darling. Yeah. You cover the receiver and you're like, honey, clear the books. <laughs> Clear my schedule. <laughs> so anyway, um, so Jordan Darling and I were talking for a so in the beginning, he's like, I can't believe I'm talking to you on the phone. It's like, I'm, I'm actually having, I've, all these times I've wanted to have a conversation, like just, you know, you listen to the show and you want to talk, but now, now you're actually answering me. Mike, by an hour in, you can tell he was just like, uh-huh. <sighs> <sighs> but I will say there was a really awkward moment where he was, he goes, Something about the theme song. He goes, I, I bet you I know your theme song. And I go, all right. And so he goes, he starts, Mike, before I get to the joke, he sang the entire theme song, like word, word for, for word, word. knew oh, wow. all the lyrics. But there is a part where I've never, because ne- we've never had anyone sing the theme song to us, right? Sure. So he goes, he goes, Mike's in Oakland, chosen LA, they're boring and they're gay. And I'm like, oh, ha, ha, ha. And he goes, and then you could tell, he goes, Joe Batanz, Latino slob. <laughs> He's embarrassed because yeah. you're listening. <laughs> and leaves him with no drum. <laughs> Magic tricks and taco trucks. Like he's... <laughs> Because now he's calling me fat and lazy to my, he's singing it to the person. Uh huh. So that was sort of, so anyway, after an hour, he goes, I don't know who's on the phone right now. Hold, hold on for a second. I'll be right back. Oh, no. He goes, he goes, he goes Joe, stay right there. I'm just going to order some food and I'll be right back. And I go, okay. I wait like a minute and he goes, oh, Joe, a bad news. I got to go. Bye. <laughs> Was it really that quick? Yes. It was like, I got to go. Bye. Okay. So why did you... <laughs> I love if you're going to hear me laughing to me on the... Yeah. On the recording. <laughs> but uh, what, so why did you pick this clip? Why did you choose it, uh, Daniel? Well, because I, I'm very... You know, I, I listen also to podcasts on the bus and on the metro. And uh, yeah, I'm always laughing out loud. And it makes me self-conscious. And I particularly remember laughing hysterically when... You were doing Jordan Darling singing theme song. 
<laughs> also because the theme song is is very very earwormy and i'm often singing the theme song uh i and often you know now that it you... took me ages to realize that mike didn't live in auckland new zealand and i always, <laughs> oh. I always thought that, that the theme song was joe batant's the teenage slob like, why does he oh it yeah teenage slob anyway but Both i just thought that was so that. funny and Jordan Darling is a character, like a minor character, also on on RuPaul Recap. Yeah, that's yeah. where he um, got involved in all of this. In fact, you were telling a story about RuPaul, or it was connected somehow, wasn't it? Right. That's why you were talking to him? I don't remember. Oh. <laughs> I have no memory of this. Cool. Well, that was a great uh, memory. There's also a memory that we wanted to talk about in episode 183, right? Yeah, we don't have to do all of these. Like these were, I I didn't know how you were gonna structure okay. that. No, we could so, do it. Like, uh, so I mean, I, I don't know how long you you want to talk. Well, but if it's boring, are, we'll edit it out. We'll edit it out if it's boring. So what's the what's the um, timestamp? What's up with you? Any stories you wanted to tell? Well, like I told you, I haven't for the most part. I haven't really left the house in a week. It's it's sad but true. Mm-hmm. But I have one small story. So, uh, you know, I'm taking that gay, that LGBT playwriting class, okay? <laughs> and you have homework in this class. Uh-huh. But I'm going to tell you something. I just haven't been doing the homework. I'm so fucking busy lately. So busy. I have so many balls that I'm juggling uh, right now. And so every day I'm just <laughs> caught up. To, I'm trying to tackle three different things. Anyway, so the point is I was very, very busy. And... I didn't get my homework done. And in fact, I had to bail out on another episode of RuPaul. Because, again, boring RuPaul's Drag Race stuff. We usually record it in one sitting, but we couldn't because of Easter. So we had to do it split up. And so Monday night we were going to do it again. I couldn't do it. Kind of do my homework. And I literally only had, Mike Lawson, half an hour. And I was supposed to write, like, a, a play, essentially. Not a whole play, but, like, I was supposed to bring in pages for the play that I'm working on. Right? Right. So I pulled a, a like a trick that you do in school, and I was like, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm a writer. I've written. I'm gonna get one of my old sitcom spec pilots, and I'll just take a Change designated names set of, or something. No, no, no. I mean, it's mine. It's not even a spec sure. script. It's, it's my play. Oh, my, but was it noticeable that it was like? Well, that's what I do. Was change, I'm, episode I'm, of I'll, Alf? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, well, it wasn't. It wasn't. It was, a, it was a pilot that I made. So it was original, but okay. I just, but I needed to change the format so it looked like a play. And I go, I won't read it, but I'll be sitting there with these words, you know? Yeah. So I go there, okay, and I have my pages sitting there, and I, I don't wait. Want to wait, it. say it one more time. You won't read it, but you'll sit yeah, there. Like with in your other words, I know that we have to. Ha- she wants us to have our pages there. She's going to judge us whether we did our homework. Gotcha. But in the last playwriting class I was at the same organization with Richard, you didn't have to read your play. Okay. Does gotcha. that make sense? So you, you feel like you will look like you did the work, yeah. but you're not going to have to like... We ran out of time. Sorry. Right. right? So I show up. Richard's there. I sit next to Richard. And it's, it's a very small class, like 10 people. And you know, I, I told you she's, she's kooky. Right, the first, yeah. and in fact, I mean, I'm so happy because you're going for the. It's a two-hour class. The first hour and a half, she's talking about like spirits and ghosts. Okay, right. And I'm like, oh, this is so great. Right, I'm sitting. <laughs> she's and I'm sitting right next to her. Like she's in the head of the table, and I'm like to her left, okay. so she can see that I have my homework done. I'm like, yes, right. 
And then finally she finishes her talk about exorcisms or whatever. And then she goes, okay, uh, let's go around the room. I just want to know how many pages you have. And I go, okay, it's easy enough. And I go, and I say four pages. And then Richard, Richard says he has eight pages. Richard, Richard, by the way, did his homework. Okay. And everyone else says the number of pages. Okay. <laughs> and she goes, you know what? We got time for about four pages. She's, yours is short. Let's just do yours right now. And I go, oh, right? So I felt that coming. I felt oh. it. So then I have to pass out the copies to everyone. And Mike, uh, it's so clearly a sitcom. So like, can you, because you've seen plays. Plays, the scenes are very long. You yeah. know, they're like pages and pages. Just one in one living room, you know, pages. Mike, mine is like, <laughs> like half a page for a scene, right? Uh-huh. And, it's, and it's very bum, like, bum, 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 bum. yeah, it's very like set up punch. <laughs> you know, so like it, it's a so the pilot. It's a pilot. You might be a little too sensitive because you know it is. True. So the pilot is based, all I'll say is, because I want to tell you this. I don't know if I've ever told this story on the show. The pilot is based on my relationship with my mother. I'll say that. Okay. okay. And so the opening scene of the pilot, I just think it's a true story from my life. I know you know this story. I don't know if I've ever told this story on the show. But it's a true story from my life. And I just think it's the most perfect opening for a pilot about me and my mom ever. Which mm-hmm. is the story is, I was just sitting in the living room, just sitting there, sitting there, minding my own fucking business. And my mom comes waltzing through the living room, and she looks at me, and she goes, oh, honey, you look depressed. Is it because you're fat? And I just look at her, and she goes, is it because you're gay? <laughs> Is it because you're like 28 years old and living with your parents? And I was like, well, I wasn't depressed, but now I am. Uh, thank you, right? And so she listened. Opening credit. Opening, like, that's the teaser. Mike, that's the scene. I'm trying to do the Will and Grace one with the crazy piano. Um, that's the opening scene of this play. Right, and but, but Mike, you saw that even the story is longer than what happened because I'm having to explain how it's I'm feeling. It's just dialogue. It's just right. dialogue, and so that's the whole. And it's four pages of that, and you could tell everyone was laughing at certain parts, kind of, but it was kind of like, ha, 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 right. So then yeah. I'm feeling kind of not. I'm like, oh, it's embarrassed, right? Then they read Richard's play. Oh, Mike Lawson. They think this, they are like rolling on the floor, crying, laughing. They think it is the greatest play of all time. Okay. You know? And by the way, you, for the record. Did you? No, 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 no. I do. It, it, it is really, 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 really good. It is very good. I'm, I'm actually, I'm not begrudging him that. I, and I told him very sincerely afterwards. That was really good. Because I actually read an earlier version. And it is really good. But it was just funny because people know we're cousins. Mm-hmm. So my shit fucking didn't do the homework <laughs> sitcom. Josefina even said, this feels like a sitcom. And I go, oh, I know. I got to make these scenes longer. And then Richard goes and this brilliant stuff just comes out, flies out. Everyone loves it, right? So, so, and now you've read Marianne's book, so you'll understand this. But I, you know, I felt the envy building up inside of me, all right? Sure, sure. So I say to myself, I say, you know what? This has nothing to do with Richard. This has nothing to do with anybody. And it's, it's all me. And the feelings I'm feeling aren't real. You know, I'm going to offer them to the universe. 
Because what the universe mm-hmm. is there to absorb this anger and horrible feeling that I'm feeling. And take it away from me. I'm going to ask the universe to remove these feelings from me. And it did. It The, the okay. universe did. But I did still feel kind of like... Ugh. You know, because you only have one chance to make a first impression. So yeah. now I'm. Like, was that the first time you read? Yeah, that's the first time I play was read. But by the way, uh, I was reading now throughout the night. I went. This is important to the story. I was reading other people's plays. I actually read. I was a character in Richard's play, and um, and they, they we had some worksheets we had to do in the beginning, and I read those. I read the worksheets before we even read the plays, and then when they read my play, you know, Josefina was like. And you're, it, it, this is the name of the play by Joe Batanz. Okay. So mm-hmm. my name's out there. Like, yeah, everything. So after the play, uh, I'm like, I just want to get the fuck out. I'm so embarrassed. Okay. And I'm walking out with Richard, and this guy walks up to me and Richard. Okay. Okay. And he says, I think his name's Jaime. I work for NBC, and hey, I couldn't listen, help yeah. it over here. What I just <laughs> you got you got Moxie, kid, <laughs> and I like Moxie. No, he comes up. He goes, "Can I ask you a question?" And by the way, he's walking up to us. With the, I can tell he wants to talk to us. I'm all, oh, we're gonna suck Richard's dick about how great his play was, right? And he walks up to us and he goes, "Can I ask you guys? Can I ask you a question?" But he's talking to me. Okay. And he goes, "I have to apologize to you." Um. I didn't really listen to your play, and I well, it was being read, and I was like, "Trust me, you didn't you didn't miss anything." Yeah, and he goes, "You and three fourths of the people in there." <laughs> I wasn't listening. I wrote it, so uh, and he goes, um, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." It's just I was I was like your voice. There was something about your voice, and then and then. Once the you know Josefina said your name and then I I just couldn't concentrate anymore. He goes, "Are you on a podcast?" <gasps> he's a RuPaul fan. And and Richard goes, "He's on a couple of podcasts." And he goes, "Are you on RuPaul's Drag Race recap?" Uh, and I go, <laughs> "Yes." <laughs> That's awesome. I go, I go, uh, yes, I am actually. I am. What can I sign for you, young man? Yeah, I was like, what can I do for you? Uh, is there anything I can do for you right now? And he was like, um, he thought I'm just a huge fan of the show, and um, I just. I, I just can't believe I'm in the same room as you. I've listened since the first season with, <laughs> with like Donna Sugars and um and, and and he just was going like he was just fangirling over me in this dumb podcast. But it was the reason I bring that up is that's very nice. I mean that nothing like that ever happens to me. Yeah. But um <laughs> to be recognized by your voice. He said, I know that voice from somewhere. Right. And then, he heard and then when name. she said your name, he it like, clicked. Yeah. Look at you, Joe Batanz, getting recognized in public. I know, but I brought it up because <laughs> I was like, you know, I you make fun of me on this Marianne, but, you know, I the universe tries to find an opening to bring you a blessing. And once I opened my heart and got rid of the bitterness, I was able to allow the miracles to happen. Thank you. Okay, Daniel. <clears throat> Why did you choose that clip? Well, I thought that was a very. I thought. That, oh, now I'm getting an echo of myself. Yeah, there's an echo on him. Do you there hear it, Joe? No, I don't hear an echo. When uh, he speaks, it's a. Oh wait, try now. Is it still there? Oh, oh. Okay, it's gone. Cool. 
Okay. Uh, let's do it again. Let's do it again. Let's do it again. Let's do it again. Funny story. Let's do it again. Why did uh, you pick But also, story? I'm sort of fascinated by your uh, allegiance to Marianne Williamson. Okay. <laughs> he prays to, to her. <laughs> <laughs> to me, it seems sort of discordant with the rest of your personality. But uh-huh. I, oh, wow. I, I think it's that, interesting. The shade cool. button needs to be pressed. Wow. <laughs> Um, and I'm also I'm also uh, a writer, so I I was just interested in the, in in a story about uh, workshopping. Uh, yeah. So I, everyone should know that the version you're hearing is very cut down. Mike and I had to listen to our own show for 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's because I yeah I, know, I got I the, the the starting point wrong because you kind of circled back like you started yeah, the story. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, totally. yeah. And and yeah. and the audience will hear a much a very very truncated version of good yeah uh, of this clip. But it was just you know I'm like oh I could have I could have done other things. Cut to we don't finish. Mike has to go before we finish the show. <laughs> um, okay, so that's why you chose that. So that that clip you you like that clip because you're a writer. What kind of stuff do you write, Daniel? Mostly uh, like scripts, like monologue scripts, but also some poetry. Oh, look at you with your yeah. scripts and your poetry. You have, we, Mike, we have so many creative listeners. We have Daniel here. We have Alex Lefebvre, who plays our outro music, and and uh, he's so talented. And That's it. So those are our only talented uh, <laughs> listeners. We have more. Chewy, who is an oh, artist. That's right. Chewy, who's an um, artist. Um, um, Gus Chad, who's also an artist. Gus Chad, who's also oh, an artist. I could keep going. All wish- of our podcasting friends are super talented. Joey Buhecker is an award-winning actor. Oh, really? He talking about it. You know what, Mike? We used to say that as a joke, but now he's literally won an award. Oh, good. So now it's, it's, it's a legit thing we can say. Daniel, what are your thoughts on Joey Buhecker? Joe. I like Joey Buhecker. I mean, you often talk about like the one episode of Drag Race Recap that was reviled universally yeah, because yeah. of the the guest. Was that the Buhecker episode? Oh yeah, we got so many we got so much hate mail for that episode. Oh, I love that episode. I thought that was so yeah, funny. I liked it too. I liked it too. Well chemistry. Okay, was I have always wondered a lot if it like because you talk about the one episode and maybe it's a, Yeah, maybe I thought that a, was a good episode. It was I mean he was he was a big guest. Oh yeah, he's a big. Like, uh, he's a, a big, lot to say. He oh, yeah, trust <laughs> Joey has a lot to say. Okay, Mike, what do we, we have? Should on the meet next his clip? friend Betsy. Oh, <laughs> Bet- oh, this Betsy Carmichael man, she can yap it up. Mike, what's the next <laughs> clip? And then we'll we'll talk about the clip first. The next clip we got is episode one eighty eight, mm-hmm. and it's called Joe's Daddy Tendencies. Okay, and so the timestamp is nine fifty seven. So Matthew tells me early on because he. Oh, he's doing. Oh, he's such a fucking actor. He's like, oh, they brought my coffee. Thank you. Oh, I cannot get this wet. Oh, please, you know, make sure everyone. I can't get this wet. I can't get this wet. Everybody, like, what the fuck can you get wet, right? <laughs> and it's like script pages, you know. And I go, oh, are you learning lines for something? And he goes, what's so funny? I don't. It's just funny to me how like obvious i like i've seen people just like this. yeah 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 he i go oh are you learning lines for something and he goes yes um i have an audition tomorrow for television i'm actually really a television actor not a theater actor i'm doing this as a favor so i have an audition tomorrow for a program and i go oh where he goes it's for casting at 
I'm auditioning for the casting people. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, I can't say that, huh? <laughs> you probably shouldn't. Oh, well, they're going to edit this show. Okay, I got to edit this one part. Fuck. <laughs> it's for the casting people at this major network. Yeah. Okay. And I go, oh, really? And so this is what I'm still kind of, I text to John Paul and I say, hey, listen, uh, keep an eye out for this actor, Matthew Blank, right? Yeah, but why? Well, this is a point. I, I this is a, I wasn't sick of him at this point, right? Oh, like you wanted to do him a solid? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He would be okay oh. at this point, right? Oh, oh. This is like early, early on in the, in the in the conversation where I was like, for some reason, when be maybe because you told it kind of out of order. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking you are like trying to sabotage no. him. Well, hold on, story's not over. <laughs> so, <laughs> so early on, when I'm like, oh, I'm a, this kid's gonna suck my dick in an hour, right? I'm like, hey, keep an eye out for this guy, right? Yeah, yeah. And then the night goes on and uh, whatever. The next morning, I get a text message from, no, not the next morning, like during the day, the next day, I get a text message from John Paul and he says, how do you know who this person is? Yeah. And I go, oh, uh, long story. I met him and he's awful. And he goes, oh, because I have his audition tape right in front of me and I'm looking at it and uh, what's wrong with him? And I go, he, and I tell him the whole story. He goes like, oh, all right, well, toss aside, right? He goes, he was only okay anyway. And so I was like, yeah, fuck you, bitch. Fuck you. Look, here's the thing with this, right? Here's the thing in Los Angeles. And this is always, and this, I'm not making this up for now. I've told this to my students, my former students who go to Los Angeles for whatever reason, who want to work in the entertainment business. You never know. Who you are talking to. That's one of the biggest skills you need to have is social skills. Some sort of social um, literacy. So that you – because you never know – because you might look at me and go like, uh, look at this fucking pathetic fat slob who, you know, he he looks horrible like a child molester, right? What the fuck does – but meanwhile, I know a lot of people, Matthew – Right? And you just fucked. You don't know who you fucking know. Ask a fucking goddamn question. Ask what my... All you had to do was just ask what my fucking goddamn name was and maybe what I do. Right? Because there was another part where we were talking about comedy. And he explained comedy to me. Oh, well, you have to understand. Stand-up comedians do this. And I was like, you fucking little dick. But I never, because I have at least enough self-respect, I never at one point said, like, listen, fucker. I did stand-up comedy. I know how stand-up comedy is. Don't tell me about it. Right? I was just like, oh, really? Oh, wow. And I was like, you never fucking know, you piece of shit. You don't know who people know. And so, and now, granted, he doesn't know this lesson, okay? Yeah. But, um, but then that comes later. Uh, okay, so why did you like that story? Why did that story stick out to you? Uh Okay. I don't know. I'm kind of interested to know, like, how you guys would describe your friendship because my friendship with me and Mike Lawson. Like, yeah, to me, it's like this really. Well, it works really well as a show, anyway. Like, doesn't work as a friendship. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I like. Um, I, I guess I like sort of Joe's more cynical perspective and how it's offset with Mike's more optimistic, um, like a, a softer demeanor. 
but I, I like, I guess I liked how vindictive you got in that clip. Mike, what do you want? You want to answer Daniel's question about our friendship? Well, I mean, you pretty much at this point, almost all of our friendship is practically recorded and published onto the internet. Like we, so, I mean, what his perspective of it is totally valid. Wouldn't you say? Daniel's perspective of our friendship. Um, yes. Even though he he did touch on something. I'm wondering if some, I don't know when we've talked about it, what he's heard, what he hasn't heard. I do feel, and, and look, here's what I feel. And, and and Daniel, you can speak on this since you've just recently listened to okay. the first 25 or 26, 31 episodes or whatever. Yeah. Is I feel that regardless of Taylor's slanderous statement that I was super mean in the, in the early episodes, uh, I will say, though, that you and I were, I'm talking about Mike, Mike and I were extra in those, and, I, yeah. and extra is yeah. different from Mike than it is for me, but we were extra in those I yes. would say first 50 episodes, right? Where we were heightened condensed. versions of like, ourselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like condensed, you know, um, fruit juice before you had Yeah, water. yeah, exactly. Just like an extra of what we actually are. Yeah, yeah. And I feel that over the 200 episodes, we are now closer to who we really are than we were in those first 30. You know, so closer that... Closer to being boring. <laughs> Well, like, what I mean is that, like, I'm probably, I, again, Daniel can speak to this better than I can. I come off nicer, I think, or more approachable now than I think I did then. Because I have listened, you know, I did listen to episode one recently, and, and I don't agree with Taylor's mean, horrible statement that I was mean, but I am very, like, you can hear me on. I'm very on, you know? And now yeah. I'm just like, whatever. You know, whereas I think Mike, Mike is generally tries to be very positive, but I think Mike has a very cynical streak. In fact, you know, I was talking to friend of the show, Joseph Lucifer Buhecker yesterday on the phone, and he actually <laughs> commented that, um, that about Mike, about how people who know Mike know, who don't know Mike as well as we do. Buhecker thinking, Buhecker's met you twice in his life. He thinks he's an expert in you, but how uh, people who don't know Mike as well don't realize that Mike has a very wicked sense of humor that doesn't really come off on the show. Would you agree with that, Mike Lawson? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, when you know exactly who you're telling a joke to, you can, you you know, have more room to make jokes. Mm-hmm. But, like, when you're telling a joke with a microphone that's going to, you know, blast it out to people, you 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 don't say the same kind of things. And that doesn't mean that I'm like saying mean things about actual people, but you know, you just, you just say different. You, you should be a little more guarded when a microphone's on, shouldn't you? Um, yes, but you and I have different, I am one. I love how now Daniel's not talking. I'm one for, uh, (laughs) I, I think it'll be like John, John arts call where like, (laughs) Joe was talking for like 15 minutes before he realized John Arts <laughs> So anyway, uh, what I was going to say is this, maybe this is why the show works is you and I have two different approaches to this where I feel very like I want this show to be a document of my inner dialogue or what I'm going through or what I'm feeling. Uh, obviously, there are things I keep private. People who don't want to be on the show, who don't like to be on the show. I don't like I, ne- I never talk about like my brother and his family, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah. 
but what I what I will say is that with me, I'm I'm very open to talking about uh, even the Cameron uh, breakup episode is a really good episode because to talk about because I remember Mike was very sensitive. We didn't do an episode for two weeks after after we broke up, and there was a conversation about whether we would talk about it or how much we would talk about it. And it was important to me to, and it, it hurt, it hurt to do that episode, but it was important to me to do it. And you know what, to be honest with you, I'm so glad I did because I go back and listen to that episode and it's fascinating to hear. And, and you know what, I, I have to, because Mike, I'm going to have to sacrifice the show for this. And so we'll just have to just deal with it. So when Cameron and I were talking, mm-hmm. uh, remember, and, uh, there was a phone call right after the election of Donald Trump where he and it was a very a phone call that went very badly. It was the last time I saw Cameron, actually. And Cameron told me that he listened to Catching Up after I saw him. He listened to the episode after I saw him. And so after he and I spoke, I went back and listened to that episode and I... It was weird. It was like listening to a different person tell a story, but I got to hear, oh, that's how I felt. And it was nice to hear that I really did articulate how I felt at that moment. And if you don't remember, that's the episode where I bumped into Lisa Loeb at the Sirius XM Studios. Uh, And I go, oh, I totally articulated how I felt and what I felt. And I didn't even think at the time Cameron would listen. So I I see my role in the show as is is almost like a journal, an emotional journal of how I feel or how I see the world or what's happened, and I can go back and listen and, and hear how I felt, and so that's sort of my take on it. But I, I understand and respect Mike's take too, is that he doesn't necessarily want to put it all out there. Hmm. Is that correct, Mike? Yeah, it's interesting, and it's interesting too because I I mean my breakup with RK. Um, happened when we were recording mm-hmm. and i don't think we really got into it on here yeah um, I'm just, i think i'm just leading up to that at episode 31 the breakup yeah, and, yeah that's and about right i wasn't broken up about it though either no like, right you know i think you I mean? told like, me like two weeks so later i can't say that it's apples to apples but it's just interesting that we didn't get into it on here but we did get into yours now daniel do you have anything to add to what we just said anything any thoughts that came through your mind or no, that's interesting. I mean, I, I, you know, I was just kind of curious because to me, you're like, so it's like a the classic odd couple formula. Like, um, <laughs> I'm the like know. clean one that buttons the top yes. button, and right. Joe's no. wearing a football jersey. No, why don't we do this? Why don't we do this? So, how many clips do we have left? Four, um, three. Yeah, there's six total, and uh, we've done three. Okay, so there's three so more. let's talk about the last three. So, okay, so let's let's do a, a brief recap just of each episode and then why don't we talk about what we'll play one more clip and then we'll talk about it in deep in detail but what are the remaining three clips mike lawson 191 192 and 193 oh wow those three in a row yeah yeah i didn't plan it that way 191 is mike's norm core date night that one's really short that's just like a a kind of um you're just kind of wrapping up the episode Okay. I had ordered them in order of priority. So the number one episode I wanted to talk about was 192, oh, okay. and the number two was 193. Okay, so 192 is Mike's upstreaming strategies. Um, oh, God, and Jesus 193 Christ. is. Huh? I remember that episode. And 193 is Joe's morning swells of love and subsequent message to Cameron. Oh. Um. <laughs> 
If you don't want to talk about Cameron, we don't have to. Well, no, the, on that one, I actually have. You see, the, the tricky thing is we're going to talk about it, and I have an update on that story. But we'll, we'll oh, say. Okay. So why don't we why don't we save that one for the real show? So okay, um, okay that's great, and we, we can talk about. So let's let's talk about the ones we're not. So of the two, I'm glad they're a Mike story because Daniel, I'm sure Mike was getting super jealous, and I'm yeah, so that. jealous. <laughs> so okay, so we're gonna play a Mike story. Um, and I'll let you and Mike choose which one it is. But let's talk about the Cameron one now. And so why did you choose that one as one of your favorites? The 193? Mm-hmm. Well, like I say, that was, like, right when I was in the thick of it, too. Like, um, I mean, I guess my strategy has been to try desperately to think of ways not to think about or or connect with my ex. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was kind of interested that, um, uh, even though the, I was kind of obsessed, like for a year we were apart. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was just kind of interested in in your strategies and how strange they were. They are very strange. <laughs> I, I don't I don't recommend them to anybody because Cameron's on my mind every fucking day of the every minute of every fucking day. Um, still, still, Joey. Actually, this is getting into the episode. This is, what's funny? Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, okay. okay. So, um, all right. So, uh, 191 and 192, which one do you want to listen to most, Daniel? 192. Okay. So, 191, yeah. 191, the one about the Norm Corday. Tell me about I don't remember that one. Tell me about that one. It's just, uh, it, you're just wrapping up the episode and then... Um, you ask Mike what he has planned for the weekend. And he says that you guys are going to like Arby's or I can't remember where <laughs> you're going, but it's somewhere really strange. And then you just have uh-huh. a brief conversation about these, about norm core dates and the fact that Steve likes to go to Applebee's and yeah, uh, basic, basic, basic yeah. food. Is and I just thought that was funny and interest Interesting. What's funny is we're doing it tonight. Well, he's we're not calling it Norm Core, we're calling it Steve Gets a Pick Night. And so I'm guessing it's going to be like Spaghetti Factory or something. Yeah, because Norm Core is something Cam and I used to do. We used to go right. on Norm Core oh, where right. we both thought it was funny, where we would, we would, we, we wouldn't go to the mall. We would pretend he had just gone to the mall or something and then go to like Cheesecake Factory or Olive Garden. And mm-hmm. pretend as if we had these like super like basically the lies that Taylor and Babalu live. And um, I, you know, I spoke to Taylor today, and he goes, I go, "Hello, Taylor." And he goes, "Like, hello, Chabatans. I'm going to the Village Inn." And I go, "Oh, what's the Village Inn?" He, it's like a Denny's. And I go, "Whoa, what are you guys gonna get?" And he goes, "We're gonna have breakfast for dinner." And I was like, "Oh, well." And that, so to me, that's the definition. Of normcore dates, Taylor and Babalu, their lives. Right. I can't wait till March when T- Taylor calls me and goes, "You're an asshole." <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so anyway, um, so okay, so that's so. Why did you pick that story, uh, Daniel? Well, I guess because I, I, at that point I was starting to get really interested in Mike's relationship with Steve as well, mm. and. Um, yeah, that just seemed like such a curious feature of your relationship that uh, you plan these really special nights around these <laughs> franchise restaurants. You know, I will it's say... It's a glimpse. Go ahead, Mike. Yeah. I just said, it's a glimpse. 
Um, we get to, we, I mean, we do have a pretty good relationship of kind of give and take. And I mean, I'm not going to say that I don't enjoy the food that I eat at a spaghetti factory because I do. Um, but I feel like that's certainly kind of a give that I, yeah, you know, have in our relationship. You know, I, I, I go ahead, Daniel. Like uh, something I should probably mention about my relationship with catching up is that I've been binging it. So it's not like, you know, I'm a longtime listener who listens like, yeah, you know, once, I mean, you, I know you guys like to say once a week, but like three times a month uh, <laughs> for, a, for, for a few years, I, you know, I've been listening to like 12 hours a day. Right. Oh, Jesus Christ. Maybe not. No, I'm exaggerating. Maybe like four or five hours a day. That's still a lot, that is a lot of right. Mike and Joe. But, but you know, yeah. so, could... well, it gets really intimate, and then you know, I yeah. didn't until recently even know what you guys looked like. So it was mm-hmm. just these two disembodied voices that were sort of part of my daily life over the past few weeks. You know, uh, past few months, I can relate in that. I think you'll hear this on your uh, along your line of listening. Is Cam and I were going to go see uh, a podcast announced that they were coming to town. They had done a whole season. It was, this podcast has now ended, but it's called. It was called the worst idea of all time. And every week they would watch the movie Grown Ups Two for a year, and I had it in my feed, and I just let it pile up. You know, this is one of those shows I never checked out. And then Cam had been listening, and told me, "Oh my God, they're coming to L.A. for the final episode." So I literally listened to the entire year in like a week. And if you remember, oh, I don't know if you remember the story, but I actually landed up hanging out with them for the night when they were in L.A., just me and them. And, and what was that like? Well, you'll hear when you listen to the show, but oh, okay. <laughs> if you listen to episodes, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. But what I was going to say is it was very, very surreal and strange to be with them because I, the binging experience is so intense that yeah. it's it was surreal sitting there talking with them and having a conversation with them and and not to not to make it sound I know I have a tendency to be narcissistic but not to go there but I imagine it's probably similar to you right now is that these people that you've been listening to four or five hours a day are now having a conversation with you and responding. Oh, yeah, it's very weird. And that's part of the reason I'm not saying much because I'm just so used to listening to you guys. Like, uh, <laughs> like I, I literally am sort of forgetting that I'm speaking to you in the moment. Yeah, it is. Well, look, Mike does that too on the show. He, for, he thinks he's listening to the Jebatan <laughs> show and uh, he forgets to speak. Okay, so give me a timestamp here on episode 192. It's 2908. And what are we looking for specifically here? Um, I, well, it's the story of, of Mike's upstreaming, um, and how he loses his temper. And this was specifically interesting to me because at this, this was sort of when my image of, of Mike enlarged, like now I, because before I, I would have described you as someone who didn't have a mean bone in his entire body. Oh, Jesus oh, Christ. Right. He's like, oh my and God. then we hit 192 and it was <laughs> yeah. a relief. Like, uh, Oh, sure. He's human. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but he hasn't heard about the theater yeah. story yet or like the, yeah. um, <laughs> there, there the one stories, with the car, exactly, the parked sure. car. Um, that, right. that one wasn't that bad for me. She was the B. 
Gonna put anyway, all right, here we go. So, car. 29.08, right? Yes. Yes. So I started doing this thing. It's stupid, I know, but it it gives me a more calm morning and it's worth the extra time. When I get to the BART, I actually get on the train going the opposite direction and I'll go back a few stops and get off the train, then get on my San Francisco train. What? We've talked about this. It's called upstreaming. <laughs> and so you get a seat I, or something? Yeah. So Well, so I get a seat. Normally I do get a seat, but sometimes it's just so that I can be positioned better in what is going to be a busy train because these dummies get on the train and stand right next to the door. And when I get on, I can't get into the train deeper where there's more space. I'm stuck next to the door because there's 20 dummies standing right next to the door. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, so it just – it it gives me more peace of mind. It allows me to be more relaxed, more zen in the morning. Okay? And this other morning, I got on the bar – okay, I went back far. I was early enough, and that's usually what determines if I will go back if I upstream or how far I'll upstream, I just how go to the How much time did that add to your commute? Maybe 15, 20 minutes. What? Wor- worth it. If I'm there early enough, I'm an early person. I'm usually early everywhere. So if I'm early enough, I'll go back a few stops. I get to sit down and relax while I do that, listen to podcasts, get on the train I want, get in a nice, comfortable seat. And then people just pack in around me, and I don't have to move. I don't have to interact. I don't have to do anything, okay? So I should also tell you that if I can choose any seat on a train before it gets packed, I want a seat that will push me up against a window, and then someone else will sit on the outer because that outer seat gets is surrounded by people standing up. Backpacks hit your head. You have to move out of the way for the homeless guy that's, you know – yelling crazy things and also spitting while he's talking Mm -hmm. like all of that happens on the outside seat while the inside seat can close his eyes and pretend he is you know on a beach somewhere so i took this train the other day all the way to richmond which is as far as it'll go got on a san francisco train and on an empty train and got my pick of seats okay so I picked a great seat that's smashed up against the window. So once the train gets busy, nobody's going to bother me. It's all great. And on the next stop, okay, by the way, I'm not the only one that chooses this. We know that's the best seat. Um, all of the people that got on the train on that first stop, everyone sat in a window seat because they know this train's about to get busy. Y'all can pack in and have your fights and touch each other and shit while I sit here. Mm-hmm. So all of the seats have one pe- one person in them with one empty seat next to them, pretty much. And this couple walks on on the second stop. And the guy sits next to me and the woman sits across the aisle. So they're like talking to each other mm-hmm. across the aisle. Sure. In my head, I'm like, that's kind of a stupid choice because this train is about to get packed. And you're not going to even be able to see each other. If she sat in front of you, you guys can continue to talk. But across the aisle, stupid, mm-hmm. right? But that's none of my business. I am listening to Up First or one of these morning podcasts I listen to every morning. In my ears, almost like eyes closed practically, drinking coffee, living my life. And the dude taps me on the shoulder. And I know he what he's going to ask. He wants me to switch seats with the woman so mm-hmm. they can sit together. Okay? Yeah. I didn't even take the this I'm becoming one of these angry Bart people. I didn't even take the earphones out of my ears. I didn't uh-huh. hear a word he said. All I said was no. 
<gasps> he tapped me on the shoulder and started talking, and I just said no. <laughs> and so I kind of then just looked away, and I could tell he kind of he looked he looked at me, then he looked back at her, and they kind of like started looking around the train, and then they moved. The two of them moved. <laughs> but I'm becoming one of these angry. And how do you feel that about I that? Fun of, I like it. I didn't. It's not like. The f- I Wait, feel hold I'm on. Kind of I'm sorry. Breaking news: couple found decapitated, and, be- <laughs> and their bodies were in the ocean. I gotta get that joke. Down. Sorry. Are you gonna do it again? No. Oh, um, I can- I kind of just I I feel a little bit ashamed, but also like, sorry, buddy. Like, follow the rules and just do your own shit. Don't bother me. Like I got, I, he doesn't know this, but I went 15, 20 minutes out of my way so I could sit right here. I'm not about to move because you want to talk to your lady. Sorry. <laughs> you think your shit through better. That's not my fault. Fo- your, your inconvenience is not my problem. Um, that's, that's pretty much, I'm but, just becoming one of those people. Yeah, but here's my question. We are going to get a text message. Next week, from I, at least Joey Boohecker. Yes, Daniel. Why did Sir, you? I, I, I didn't. I didn't have endpoints. No, that's all right. That's all right. So, what was no, your opinion fine. on the on the upstreaming thing? Pardon me. What was your opinion on the upstreaming uh, conversation? Well, it's just fascinating to me because I have the same. I shared the same sense of like. Um, irrational irritation with other people in those kinds of situations. Like I would describe myself as a reasonably calm, easygoing and adaptable person, Mm -hmm. except with strangers in these circumstances, like movie theaters and yeah. And I've actually thought about like getting a therapist to talk about it with, because it's, it's totally irrational. Like the amount of hostility Oh my I feel. If you find one, can you recommend it to Mike Lawson? Walks on the wrong side of the sidewalk or something. Yeah, yeah I guess I'm like a rule oriented person. I don't know, like, um, why I'm so fussy about you know people standing to the right on an escalator or yeah. <laughs> anyway, so it was just really interesting to me to know that you, who, like I say, previous to episode 192, I thought of as someone who was really easygoing and sweet in in every circumstance so it was yeah need to learn that we <laughs> share that you know daniel yeah. i'm glad you said this because you bring up you bring up a, a really good question here which is you know you've been binging these shows and you were just shocked to learn that mike is, is you know you and mike share this quality and that you saw a new side of mike so let me ask you this question is talking to mike like talking to a celebrity right now stupid <laughs> Well, well, it's not exactly like talking to a celebrity, but it's um, a bit. It's I would describe it, to be honest, more like talking to myself. Like I, I still oh, uh, haven't made this connection that I'm actually speaking to the both of you in real time. <laughs> I feel like I'm listening to an episode of Catching Up, and I'm, I have like a running commentary. <laughs> I'm in my office. This is where I listen to. What do you do in a general sense? In in a general sense, what do you do? I am an animator. 
Oh, interesting. Okay. Interesting. And you listen to podcasts while you work. While I'm drawing, yeah. Yeah. Because oh, I'm like right now I'm gearing up towards a deadline mm-hmm. of March 1st. So I'm working 12 hour days. So I, I start at 10 in the morning and I finish at 10 at night. And I listen oh to podcasts goodness. all day. And and, wow. and in one day he makes half a second. Like a, the thing moves half a second. Yeah. <laughs> well, sometimes, yeah. 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 And that's look, Mike. We have such talented listeners. Totally, you know. Uh, Alex Lefebvre is a really good piano player. Uh, Wait, Scott, did he do this joke? Scott the <laughs> Scott the Sater is a, an, an amazing actor. You know, uh-huh. Joey Buhecker is an amazing self promoter. Like we have people sure. who have lots of talents. So anyway, so you're an animator, and so oh, so so I can see how podcasting would really, really work, uh, yeah. in in this in this in this uh, in in your world where you listen. Have you ever drawn me or Mike Lawson just because you're talking? You just accidentally draw us. <laughs> no, but I was really pleased that you put drawings of yourself on the new website. Oh, that's a Mike yeah, Lawson which is catchingupodcast.com. Yeah. We did have early on, and she still listens, right? The woman who is it, Lala Lauren, who did who who put me in the coffee cup. Oh yeah, she made lattes of both of our faces. Yeah. Oh really? Wow. Yeah. So you, step up, Daniel. <laughs> I still don't really know what you guys look like. Like I've seen now, I've seen. Pictures well, yeah, you've seen pictures probably of you. for the best. Well, no, those are accurate pictures of us, don't you think, Mike Lawson? Which ones? No, the I want to see Google video, Hangout. and I can't because I can't. There's a disconnect for me between the. Pictures and voices. Yeah. Oh, oh, well, yeah. Look, here's the deal. I do recognize that my voice is way hotter than the reality. No, that's not what I mean at all. <laughs> so I want my, Mike and I to be in some sort of Don Bluth style animated feature. Uh, you know, like something like Fern Gully in the Last Rainforest. I don't know what Mike. What cartoon would you be in if you could be in a cartoon? Um, that's a weird question. I. Um, maybe like Smurfs or something kind of like. Oh, you are so yeah. Smurfs. No, you know what you are? Yeah. Is you're very like, and I know you kind of see this anyway, but like, but even more so, you're so like 1960s uh, Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown cartoon. Like, I feel like yeah. you would walk around your life, just the music. It, if there was music with you walking around your life, it's like. Like I feel like, and I'm your Lucy. Yeah. Would you would you describe He's that? He's my actor? Snoopy. Who's your Snoopy? <laughs> you are. Wait, is you know, that's Lucy. true too? Is it Lucy Snoopy's the one who's my friend? But Lu- Snoopy's Lucy's my friend. Lucy's the enemy. But Jesus, did they hang out? I guess. Al- Alex, Alex, Lefe- Alex Lefebvre is Schroeder. Boo Hacker is Linus. No, no, no. Pigpen. <laughs> okay, so Daniel. Is this just like the, you just want to make enemies out of people? <laughs> so Daniel, let me ask you this on. question. So, okay. So now we've talked about the episodes you want to talk about. You talked about the past 25 episodes. Do you have any big questions? Like you said, like you said, you've been listening. You've been, it, it's like you're, you feel like you're our friend. Uh, you're not our friend. Never talk to us again. But uh, do you have any questions for us? Anything you want to know? Any comments you want to make? Advice you have for the show? Feedback you want to give on a story that you remember? Like, Joe, you know, like, stop hanging out with Richard. Like, anything like that. Anything you want to tell us? 
Oh, not off the top of my head. No, I can't think of. I don't have any words of wisdom or anything. Mike, give me final words for Daniel. Um, what are your thoughts on this uh, government? <laughs> my, well, Daniel's I'm Canadian. I'm kidding because we're months out. It's oh. if, well, I'm Canadian. It's all just entertainment yeah. for me. I, yeah, <laughs> look, it's entertainment for us in some sort of way too. <laughs> In some like masochistic way, I will say there um, is. I will say though, Mike, there is a sort of mildly entertaining quality because California, I feel, is like a big cushion against this. Like, sure. you know, like it, it's super liberal around here, and like especially where you and I live, and like, um, so we don't feel the effects as much. Well, I was kidding. It's not really entertainment, but I, I do feel, I feel guilty that I uh, am as entertained by the american news cycle as i am yeah how much of it how much of it dominates your news cycle all of it i mean i mostly i mostly uh i'm addicted to like cnn Mm. local news is so boring Mm. yeah like moose (laughs) found (laughs) on the highway (laughs) how far is montreal from buffalo new york daniel um, well, not as close as Toronto. Not as close to Toronto. We're like we're closer to Burlington, Vermont. Oh, I see. I see. Okay. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well. Uh, okay. Well, then let's just wrap this up. Uh, Mike, it was nice catching up with you. Daniel, it was nice talking to you. Yeah, nice catching yeah, up with nice, you guys. Nice to meet you. You have the honors, Daniel. He wants you to say to go to hell. Oh, <laughs> go to hell, Mike and Joe. listening to another episode of Catching Up. Contact Mike and Joe and listen to all of their old episodes at catchinguppodcast.com. Follow the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash podcast and on Twitter at podcast. Follow Mike Lawson on Twitter and Instagram at Mr. Mike Lawson and follow Joe Batance on Twitter and Instagram at Joe Batance. The theme song was written and performed by Rich Green, and the closing music was arranged and performed by Alex Lefebvre. I'm your Auntie Vera Charles saying farewell until the next time Mike and Joe call one another and catch up. It's what they do every single week, without fail. They never miss a week.